Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get sports and you get comics. And today, we're going to be doing some sports. First time in a while. Sports, 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 sports. And when I'm talking sports, you know I got my buddy Craig Needles here. How's it going, Craig? Excellent. Thank you. How are you? All right, good, man. It's been a while since you've been on. We haven't... Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk anything since, like, the all-star break of the baseball i think was the last time really? is that the last time uh, has the blue jays so. roster changed at all since then i think it has and we never had a chance to talk about the uh the madness so let's do let's just do a quick hitter on the jays real quick sure. um so they pick up troy tulowitzki who's been fantastic defensively and and uh at the plate he's been scuffling off, a little bit scuffling but... a little bit started off hot and he's scuffling a little bit but uh he'll come around you get oh yeah you get nothing to worry about with him He's having good at bats. It's just he's getting a little unlucky, yeah. I think. He's been... the at bat that he had against Andrew Miller in the ninth inning of the game, the Friday yeah. night game against New York. That's... That was maybe the best at bat a Blue Jays had this season. That seven minute at bat where yeah. Andrew Miller had to throw that same perfect sweeping slider eight times in a row before he got him. God, yeah. what an at bat that was! It's too that bad was we, yeah, it's too bad we didn't get that one. Uh, they added a, a little guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. I think his name's David Price. You know, yeah, a little, little good pitcher. pitcher. Yeah, pretty yeah. decent pitcher. Um, how do you feel about their chances going forward? I mean, they're uh, half a game there, behind the Yanks yeah. right now. Is there any team whose World Series chances you like more? That doesn't mean that they're going to win for sure. Baseball no. playoffs are the weirdest one. But is there any team whose World Series chances you like more than theirs? No. Uh, I don't think so either. Maybe the Cardinals, but even the Cardinals keep doing this, and they're super injured. Like, it just right. – I don't know how they keep doing it, but uh, I'm glad I bet on them to keep yeah. doing it. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I, I suppose maybe St. Louis. Um, no one and, in the National League scares me, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, 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 that The Lashley doesn't stress me out. Um, I think that St. Louis will likely have to play one of Pittsburgh or the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And they're probably better teams than anyone the Jays would have to play. I don't I don't know. It's um, it's kind of exciting and, and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a weird but, day in uh, yeah. In Jays history, I do. I, I want to say one thing though. Let me let me just say one thing to the Jays fans, and you know me, and and this has been a point of contention for me for a long time. The wave, do it's not. Got, do- it's got to stop. <laughs> like, it's just it has to stop being done at Rogers Center. Yeah, I I would agree. And they're doing it in like because like I'm, I'm like listen to me. I'm pleading with you, Jays fans. Please stop the wave. And I realize. People like to do it because they're kids, you know, it gets their like, you know, four-year-old, five-year-old kid excited to be at the baseball game. And I get that. And, it, and it's fun. But like, it's just so amateur hour. And we haven't been to the playoffs in 22 years. And we're going to be on TBS and like, you know, like. Maybe doing the wave during playoff games. <laughs> exactly. And I don't want to see people. Oh, my God. That'd be so embarrassing. I haven't thought about that till now. Yes. Like, and like, if this is, and I hope the Jays pick it up because I do not want them in the one game playoff because, oh, man, that would be terrible, right? Like, the, the, I'd like, the one game playoff would give the Jays a chance to Jay. And I just, I, I don't want that. So, like, please pass New York, get to the series, play Houston or somebody. Yeah. And here's the thing about the one game playoff is they could obviously easily win. Like you, yeah. you don't know what sort of starter they'd be facing. Um, let's say they're facing, you know, right now it'd be Texas they're facing in the one game playoff. Yeah. Like, all right, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have the best pitcher going yeah. in the one game playoff. Trot, uh, trot the artist formerly known as Cole Hamels out there. That's cool. We'll see yeah. That. And, uh, but I mean, it's a one game playoff and it's baseball, right? Like, right. Oh yeah, anything can happen. Anything baseball. Can happen. <laughs> so. Yep. I just uh, oh yeah, let's leading passing with New fans. York. Passing New York is the optimal situation, yeah. and no longer doing the wave is the optimal situation. Yeah, I'm just the fact that the tech. The, the, I'm. I hope this is true. I read this somewhere. I'm not sure if it's true. I'm trying to confirm it, but I've heard that the Texas Rangers have banned the wave at Arlington Stadium, or at Arlington Park, or whatever it's called. That, and that feels I, like something that should be done at all. I want yes, thank you, Texas. That is a great idea. Like, a fantastic idea. They should keep doing that, and it's one down, 29 to go. But, like, the Jays fans are the worst because they don't pick their spots, right? Like, we were at that David Price um, debut game. Yeah. And the key of that that entire game was the fourth – I think it was the fourth inning when Price – And the bases were loaded, nobody out. The bases loaded, nobody out in a, what was a tied game, I think. I think it was 1-1 at that point. 
And there were the Jays fans there going, three, two, one, trying to get a wave going. And I'm like, this is the most important part of the game. We got to big up David Price. This is his debut, right? Like, oh. Yeah. And thankfully, the wave didn't catch on, and people started cheering for for Price, and he got out of that inning, and then they eventually won the game. But I'm just – honestly, it, like, how embarrassing would it be if, if like – uh, like, it's a uh, big moment of playoff game. You have a bunch of fans doing the wave. That you, oh my god, I can't even think about that. But yeah, that'd be a mess. Oh god, please don't let that happen. Please, yes, just please, Jays fans. I'm pleading with you. But all right, hopefully, uh, people that are getting playoff tickets are serious enough that it won't be an issue. But I, I'm not over breath. Yeah. All right. I just like I said, I'm just I'm pleading with the Jays fans to stop the wave. Um, but we didn't come here to talk Jays today, even though we uh we we did for a little bit there, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we came here to do our NFL picks today. Um, we had a a lot of success, I feel, with uh, our MLB over-under bets, so we figure we would uh, slide it over to the sport that um, would fair to say is the favorite for you and I to gamble on. It's the best sport to gamble on. There's no way around that. Oh, God, it's so good. So I think this week we're going to just do the NFC – or sorry, the NFC. We're going to do the AFC teams this week, and then next week we'll come back and do the NFC teams. Uh, it'll give me another week to – stew and cry about everything the the lions did this off season um but yeah we'll we'll just go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll do this team by team i'll, I'll uh, give you a little breakdown of what each team did in the off season and then i'll tell you the over under win totals and the win totals i'm using are from uh, bovada.com the same ones we used for uh the nfl or sorry for the for the mlb one that we did earlier this year so um without further ado let's get her started um Let's start in the AFC East. Buffalo Bills, who are, you know, one of the favorites around uh, these parts. They finished 9-7 and seven in 2014, and they had a pretty eventful offseason. They fired their head coach. Well, technically, Doug Marone just quit. And right. then they ended up firing uh, their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, and then that punk Jim Swartz was jettisoned. I, I don't think he's found a job yet, and I hope he doesn't. God, remember when they carried him off the field in Detroit after Detroit lost? Yes. They missed a field goal. God, I wanted to punch him in the face. But then they brought in uh, Sexy Rexy, and uh, Rex Ryan comes in. They brought in pretty much his entire crew from uh, the Jets that uh, were rather successful in the years that they had there when they had a quarterback who was – Well, the somewhat competent version. Yeah, of mediocre. Would you say mediocre? Yeah. Like, he, he was pretty successful. I think some – I think somewhat competent yeah. would be the best way to describe it. They draft uh, cornerback Ronald, uh, Ronald Darby out of Florida State to shore up the defense, and then they traded Kiko Alonso to the Eagles for LaShawn McCoy, who they then signed to f- a five-year, $40 million contract. Eh, we'll, we'll wait and see how that one turns out. But um, they ended up uh, trading for Matt Castle, which anytime you're trading for Matt Castle, and then maybe yeah. – Towards trading for Matt Castle probably should never be in the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they signed Percy Harvin, one year, six million. They signed Charles uh, Clay, who I like, but uh, five years, thirty-eight is a bit much. They had, um, well, they had to make sure that he didn't, he didn't get his offer sheet matched. True, but, but still, if you if you're spending that kind of money, it still counts against the cap. Like the the reason why is not important. So. Exactly. Um, so that's pretty much it. I mean, they they made a bunch of like minor signings and stuff. Those were the pretty much major ones. But the Buffalo Bills this year, Craig. Come in at eight and a half wins. Uh, if you want the over, that's minus 120. And if you want the under, it's minus 115. This is a team that has a chance to have probably the best defense in the league. At least top three defense. At least top. I would, yeah, I would say that's the floor, right? Like the floor is top They've three. got good players everywhere, and they've got a great defensive mind who's going to be running the show. Yeah. But their quarterback is going to be – Matt Castle or Tyrod Taylor or E.J. Manuel or something. It's not going to be E.J. Manuel might not even make the team. No, as of right now, it looks like it's going to be Tyrod Taylor because, and which I'm fine with because of the, of those options, I think he's the best guy. Yeah. And not only that, but like, why not throw him out there and see what you got? Cause we know what Matt Castle is. And Matt Castle is a terrible quarterback unless he has, you know, the greatest offensive line with some of the greatest pieces and the greatest, tactical schemer in front of him for that one season in new england when now, tom brady he had some good years in kansas city yeah yeah that's true i guess i should um, short him right right now that being said th- 
those years in Kansas City, those were a long time ago. Yes. And Matt Castle's now 33 years old. And there, there's been some space between the, the decent years in Kansas City. And there were some bad years in Kansas City, obviously, as well. But there's been some space between the decent years in Kansas City and the not very good at all years with like the end of his Chiefs run and a couple of bad years in Minnesota as well. Yeah, he was abysmal. Like abysmal is the word I would use for when he was with the uh, the Vikings. Um, yeah, he was good. Do you have anything you want to add to the Buffalo Bills? Uh, no, I think they're going to hit the under. The under? You, you, all right. Take it. Yeah, I, 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 it feels like an under to me too, even though like unless Tyrod Taylor comes in and looks good because LaShawn McCoy is sort of hurt right now. And I just, I don't know. I watched McCoy play last year and he was happy feet all year. He wanted to move sideways instead of moving forward, which was weird because he never used to do that. I think that the problem with McCoy last year was quite simply the injuries to the Eagles offensive line. Yeah, that was pretty and bad. And he got better as the Eagles offensive line got healthy. Now, even the injured, banged-up Eagles offensive line may be in and around as good as the healthy Buffalo offensive line. And therein lies the problem. Yeah, it's it's not fantastic, I tell you. I mean, they, they just... It's not, a, it's not a great line as far as if you look at the guys who are going to be out there starting. Like, they, they're going to have Eric Wood out there. Richie Incognito looks like he's going to be a starter for the Buffalo Bills. He's okay, but he's not very nice. No. Uh, <laughs> Chantrell Henderson's okay. Um, Cordy Glenn, you know, it, it, there's no one on here who you're like, oh yeah, that guy's a, that guy's an excellent NFLer at his particular position. You know what I mean? I just, I, I look at it and say it, it has a chance to be a slightly below average line compared to the rest of the league. So if if the line was the problem with McCoy in Philadelphia last year, which I think it was. It might be the problem for McCoy again in Buffalo this season. Yeah, I agree. What do you think Sammy Watkins is going to get up to this year? I'd love to know. Um, I think that he, talent-wise, might be as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's just so hard to say what they're going to get from the quarterback spot. That's yeah, it's just not possible had to forecast. But if you just look at pure talent-wise, like, I, I don't know if there's anyone whose talent I would want more than Sammy Watkins as far as receivers in the NFL. Yeah, other than, you know, like the, your, your big boys, like your Antonio Browns and whatnot. But Even then, yeah. like, Watkins is really talented. Like, some yeah. of the highlight reel, one-handed catches he has, like, I think he's just scratching the surface. I'm not saying that, you know, this season I would want, um, you know, if you're putting a guy out there tomorrow and uh, the quarterback situation is the same all the way across the board, I would want Sammy Watkins more than Antonio Brown. I wouldn't. But once Sammy Watkins gets some reps and gets a chance to improve his NFL experience, I think that he is going to be a star. The question is, will he be one of those ill-fated stars in the mold of post-Kurt Warner, Larry Fitzgerald, or entire career Andre Johnson, where you're sitting thinking about what would the numbers have been like with with good quarterback? Yeah, my God. Well, jeez. It could have been Jerry Rice-esque. Because I can't remember. Somebody listed off his, like, before Andrew Luck, the best quarterback he played with. Oh, Matt Schaub. Was Matt Schaub. Yeah. And it's. And David Carr might be second best. Yeah. And there were, and, like, I remember somebody listed the names of, like, every quarterback Andre Johnson has caught a pass from. And some, and the, it, the, the list was, like, close to 10 long. And, and some of the names on that were, like, oh, my God. Really bad. Like, TJ Yates and Case Keenum and guys like that. Um, I think Schaub is the best quarterback that, that Johnson's ever had. And Schaub had some some good years. He had a great, perfect scheme, great running game, great line, great running back, great receiver. So Schaub had everything go right for him to have those good years. Mm-hmm. But he was okay. But when he's by far, like by far, the best quarterback you ever had, that is not worthy of a receiver of Andre Johnson's caliber. And we'll see if he's able to turn back the clock a little bit and um, be a star with the – with Andrew Luck as his quarterback, but I think he might be. So eight and a half at minus one fifteen. Like you say, under. Would you place a bet on that? Like, do you love the under? under no, I don't love it. No. Um, but I think there's. I, I think they might. Here's the thing: the AFC is pretty good. Yes. And they might be the fourth best team in this division. That's true. Probably third. I think that they're better than the Jets. 
But the Jets have kind of a similar thing going on that Buffalo does where they've got some good skill position guys. The Jets can block people a little bit better. Um, and they've got a great defense. I know the Jets are a little banged up and suspended. But they, they might be able to stop people. The Jets have Todd Bowles as their head coach, and he knows what he's doing uh, defensively at the very least. So the Jets might be able to stop people, uh, but they may not be able to move the ball. Buffalo's kind of in the same deal. So I, I think the AFC East is one of the tougher divisions. I think Miami's better than both those teams. But I, I take the under on Buffalo. If, if you're finishing third or fourth in your division, it's hard to say you're going to win nine times. All right. So we, we both like the under on Buffalo, but we're not. Yeah, and the schedule isn't particularly easy. They open up at home against the Colts, then the Patriots, then the Dolphins, the Giants, which uh, I, I don't think the Giants are going to be good. I think you're going to be able to really score points on them, but that's going to be Buffalo's problem this year. Uh, yeah. They play the Bengals. They play the Dolphins twice, obviously. Uh, they play Kansas City. Uh, they they finish this. Their last four are at the Eagles, not particularly easy, at the Redskins versus Dallas and uh, versus the Jets. It's um, it, it's not an easy schedule for Buffalo this year. They're in a tough division, so I would, if I was betting on one of these or the other, I would take the under, but I wouldn't love it. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about what the Dolphins are going to get up to. Uh, they finished eight and eight last year. They drafted wide receiver Devontae Parker and defensive tackle Jordan Phillips out of Oklahoma uh, in their first round. They released uh, two of their wide receivers, Hartline and Gibson. They replaced. Uh, they also got rid of uh, Mike Wallace, traded him in Minnesota, so they completely retooled their pass catchers. They signed Jordan Cameron, tight end, uh, two years, $15 million. That could be one of the steals of the offseason if Cameron yeah, but stay healthy. Cameron may also never play. So. True. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, that could be one of the steals. Yeah. Um, Greg, Greg Jennings, Jennings, two years, $8 million. Greg Jennings. Um they uh, re-upped uh, Ryan Tannehill, six years, $95 million. Traded for Kenny Stills. Yep, Kenny Stills. That was a good one. Um, they signed some dude named Indomitian Sue to six years, $144 million. I've never heard of him. Is he any good? Uh, yeah, I guess he's decent. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> upsetting. Uh, yeah, but you know what, though? I think in a couple years... You look at that contract, yeah, and like, probably for the best, the Lions didn't match It'll that. be bad, but like the second I see him pile drive, like... Make no mistake, there's going to be a moment where Indomitian Sue gets his hands on Tom Brady and, like, pile drives Tom Brady. Yep. And the world's going to love it. <laughs> it's just going right. to be so awesome. October 29th, Thursday night football, Dolphins at Patriots. Oh, God. Um, CJ Mosley also fi- followed, uh, signed with the uh, the Dolphins, followed Sue right to, right to Miami. No, so you would assume CJ Mosley knows where his bread is buttered. Um, right. The Miami Dolphins right now are also sitting at eight and a half wins. The over is minus 150. The under is plus 120. Um, Sue makes them instantly better defensively. Jarvis Landry looks like he's ready to make the leap. Uh, Sue was already good defense. Uh, I shouldn't say Sue, but the Dolphins were already decent defensively before Sue got there. Yeah. Now, there are still some holes in this roster. Uh, I like Brett Grimes, but if you look at the rest of the secondary situation, remember Louis Delmas is hurt. Yes. Uh, if you look at the rest of the secondary situation, it's not particularly good. Yeah, I mean they paid Bryce McCain uh, to two years, five, five and a half, and he's he's not someone who I'd be doing uh, backflips over. If I were yeah, to. he's he's pretty mediocre, right? Like he's he's one of those guys. He's he's, he's just a guy, right? Like, yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I look at it and think there are definitely some holes in this team, but the front seven oh, is God. going to cause people some problems. Cameron Devin Wake Sue. and Devin Cameron Wake Devin and Dominic uh, Sue are on the same line. That is yeah, insane. That by itself is 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 pretty crazy. Um, the front seven is going to cause some people some problems. We'll see how many problems it can it can cause. They're going to have to get to the quarterback relatively quickly. I don't trust their guys to eleven coverage, but I think the defense will be good. I think the offense will be better. Um, I don't know if I trust um, Ryan Tannehill to make the kind of throws that makes Kenny Stills the most successful, which is just like, if the, if the jump ball, go grab this. Mm-hmm. But I think that the offense in general will be pretty successful. I, I think so, too. Uh, Tannehill is, he's really underrated as a running QB, too. Like, if you, if, uh, if you look yeah, at a lot oh, yeah. of his numbers. Yeah, no, Tannehill's, uh, Tannehill's a good athlete. He's a yeah. uh, very good athlete. But I just don't think he's. I. I is he one of the ten best quarterbacks? Like, 
Yeah, yeah, I know. We'd have to, I'd have to look at a list. Um, they also lost uh, Dion Jordan. So he was suspended the, the entire season, right? That was kind of a blow. They, uh, yeah. I mean, not huge, but having him wake and Sue would have been a lot of fun to watch. But Yeah. Uh, if, if, if Dion Jordan's career was ever going to live up to what it was supposed to be when he yeah. was taken that high in the draft, uh, this would have been the year when it was going to happen. And now he's mm-hmm. not going to be able to. So. so Dolphins eight and a half. Um, I'm getting the sense you like the over. I do like the over. I think they're I like better it, than Buffalo. I like it too, but minus 150. I'm not sure if I want to pay that kind of. A... Yeah, I'm not sure that. Well, that's, I'm just if, if I have to bet it, I'm betting the over. I I don't yeah. know, know if I love it uh, as much in the same vein as the Buffalo. Line. Yeah, because if I'm gonna pay over for 150, I'm probably gonna do it with this team, um, the New England Patriots, 12 and four last year. Um, they lost some guys. They lost Vince Wilfork. They lost Brandon Browner. They lost Darrell Rivas. They brought back McCordy and Amendola. The Garrett Blount is going to be suspended for one game. And then, of course, there's the Tom Brady stuff where Brady is going to be missing the first four games of the season uh, because of all the deflate gate nonsense. Um, they are right now sitting at the, it originally opened up, Craig, at 12 and a half. Um, once the Brady suspension came down, they got dropped to 10 wins. So the New England Patriots are sitting at an even 10 wins. The over is minus 150. The under is plus 120. I absolutely love the over. I'm, I'm going to pay the minus 150 juice. Um, let's look at the games real quick that um, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be playing. If yeah. that suspension stands, and it might not, by the way. Yeah. Um, Versus the Steelers at home on Sunday Night Football. Steelers can score some points, but they're not going to stop anyone this year. Anyone. So the Patriots might be okay in that game. We'll see. Uh, At Buffalo on September 20th, I say a little about Jimmy Garoppolo, but he may be the best quarterback on the field in that game. Yes. Uh, Versus the Jacksonville Jaguars on September 27th. Same thing. Uh, I think if you have the same talent that the Patriots currently do with me at quarterback and Bill Belichick as the coach, he'd find a way to beat Jacksonville with me at quarterback. Oh, yes. Uh, at the Cowboys on October 11th obviously presents a problem. Yes. I think the Cowboys are really good. But I think that they have a pretty good shot of getting out of that at 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, that's and the worst case scenario goes, too, right? Yeah, if everything goes their way, 3-1. and one. Exactly. Like, so, I, I think worst case scenario, they come out of 2-2. Two and two. I don't think Tom Brady comes back and it's like 1-3, oh, 0-4 or anything like that. No, I, no. I, worst case scenario, I think they're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. And not that Roger Goodell would do anything that's unseemly, but... No, he's Brady, a stand-up guy. No, yeah, yeah, he would never do something like have Brady's first game back from suspension be at the Colts on Sunday Night Football. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I just know that if you swap the Cowboys game for the Colts game and they were playing the Colts, then uh, uh, for their fourth game of the season, Brady's suspension would have been two games. You just know that's the truth, but whatever. Uh, either way, they, they've got a tough schedule. They're in a tough division. This year, for the first time in, I believe, six years, maybe longer, they the, the scheduling gods have the Denver versus New England game in Denver, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles are a team that's on their schedule. Texans might be good. It's obviously, like I said, tough division. Jets, Dolphins, Bills, twice each. Uh, at the Giants, Eli Manning, from my understanding, has beaten the Patriots before a couple times. Uh, it's, it's, it's not an easy schedule for the Patriots, but... If the question is, will they go 11-5 and five or not? I would say yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, this is one of my like silver star or gold star specials or whatever. I, I'm just taking the Patriots over and I'm going to... Because the thing about that is you can, you can take that bet now and there's obviously also the chance that Tom Brady's suspension gets dropped. Yeah, down to two games or something like that. Or right? maybe even zero games if things get real crazy. Yeah. And like, worst case scenario, like you bet the over the pay and... You get paid, you don't. The Patriots don't win 10 games and probably don't make the playoffs. So, like, there you go. It's like a win-win because nobody likes the Patriots. Uh, So, yeah, we both recommend the over at minus 150. Um, Here's another one that could be a Silver Star special. Uh, The New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, A lot of turnover on the uh, coaching staff. They finished 14 and 12 last year and having an entire new coach, new system, new everything. 
they fired their GM. They fired Rex Ryan. They fired Marty Morningweg. They fired Dennis Thurman. They brought in uh, Todd, Todd, Bowles. Todd Bowles, Chan Gailey. Uh, drafted defensive tackle Leonard Williams at USC. They traded for Brandon Marshall. Uh, gave a fifth to Chicago for Brandon Marshall. Uh, they signed Darrell Revis. Reunited and it feels so good. Uh, five years, $70 million for him. Uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, you never want to hear the phrase traded for Matt Castle. The New York Jets <laughs> traded for Ryan Fitzpatrick. and Hey, that also sounds bad. Sounds bad, but seemed innocent enough at the time. You know, oh, like, this, they've obviously acquired their backup quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. That's the process when you when you heard about that deal. Exactly right. And then Antonio Cromartie, they uh, re-upped him four years, thirty-two million. So they had back, they got back the tandem of uh, Cromartie and uh, Revis. And they also brought in Stephen Ridley. I really thought that was a good signing for them. One year, uh, one point two five. Um, you know, so they had a. Pretty strong receiving core. Looked decent on paper with uh, Marshall, Decker, and Curley. They, you know, had their pretty strong secondary, new system. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Chino Smith gets sucker punched by a, a former teammate over what was allegedly $600. Which to these guys is not a significant amount of money. No. Well, it might have been to this guy. because he got Might have been to this guy. Yeah, he that being said, he's, by, by the way, he, he got claimed by Buffalo on waivers. Oh. Just the awesomest trolling is right. <laughs> yeah, uh, not know that. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, crazy times with the Jets. I don't think the difference between obviously Geno Smith is a much higher ceiling. Yeah. But uh, right now, I don't know if the difference between Geno Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick is like that big. Like, how big is that difference? It's uh, uh, nothing to me. I'm not a. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like Geno Smith coming out of uh, college, but I didn't think he had, like, he was missing a lot of the duels. And then when he went to the Jets, I was just like, well, that's over. Right. Uh, so, but if you look at this team, I think that the, the, the non-quarterbacking parts of the offense are better than what Buffalo has. I think the receivers mm-hmm. might overall be better. Uh, Marshall, obviously, is, is Brandon Marshall. Eric Decker is a good player, solid player. Uh, Jeremy Curley can do some things. Like, they're... They're okay there. Chris Ivory, I've always thought, is an underrated, pretty decent running back. I like Chris Ivory a lot. Yes. The offensive line is the key spot where the difference is, though. Whereas Buffalo doesn't have anyone like Nick, Nick Mangold. They don't have anyone like Sean Ferguson. Uh, James Carpenter coming in from Seattle, which is a nice signing for the Jets that way. Uh, Carpenter, you at least know, is, is going to be solid. He's not a world beater, but he's going to be solid. I, um, I like a lot of what the Jets have going on. Not just on offense, but on defense, too. I know there's some suspension issues here, and there's some guys who are hurt. But, you know, when you have guys like Muhammad Wilkins and Sheldon Richardson and Leonard Williams, that's going to cause teams trying to block those players some difficulties. Uh, and, you know, David Harris, obviously a nice player. Darrell Rivas playing corner. That, nothing wrong with that. Antonio Cromartie on the other side. Nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, Buster Screen is your nickelback. Buster Screen's a pretty good nickelback. Very good. Uh, I I like a lot of what the Jets have going on. And Todd Bowles, as we've seen in Arizona, he knows how to get the best out of the talent he has on defense. I I, I kind of like the Jets this year more than most people do. Uh, their numbers seven and a half wins, over minus one fifty, under plus one twenty. I love that uh, over bet. You love that over minus one fifty at seven and a half. Yeah, I kind I, of, I, I know that I know the minus one fifty isn't what you want. I yeah. just I just really feel like this team is good enough to win half their games. I don't know. I kind of like the plus one twenty. All right. Or the or the under at plus one twenty. I kind of like that. I, I like I I think I could go either way on this. Obviously, the seven and a half the seven and a half is so perfect, right? Because I I agree with you that if a couple things go their way, they could go eight and eight. But I think if I were to lay my money on this. I would like the under and then just kind of bank on the Jets being the Jets and, and shoot themselves in the That's not unreasonable. For a couple of games. Let's look at the schedule for a second. Yeah, we can do that. And tough division, too, remember? Tough like, division. Yeah. But the non-division schedule doesn't stress you out. They have a game against Cleveland. They have yes, a game against Oakland. True. They have a game against Jacksonville. They have a game against the Titans. And, yeah, you don't want – and they have a game against the Redskins who weren't getting very good, I don't think. 
Yeah. So the rest of the AFC East scares you, but they may be able to do some damage outside the division. More so than Buffalo or Miami, just because their crossover games are the Browns and Raiders. Yeah, these are good points. God, I think you might, you know what? I think you might have talked me out of it. I just, I just look at this and let's just say within the division, they go two and four. They win their home games against Buffalo and the Dolphins and lose the rest. Yeah, which sounds about right. You need to find six wins elsewhere on the schedule. Let's say they beat Cleveland, Oakland, and Jacksonville. You need to find, and the Redskins, you need to find two more wins wins. elsewhere on the schedule. So maybe they surprise the Giants. Maybe they surprise the Texans. Yeah. Uh, maybe they, they have a home game against the Eagles. The, the Eagles, it's tough to tell what they're going to be. Uh, I don't think they're going to win Indiana, in Indianapolis. I don't think they're going to win at New England. But they, they just got to find a, a couple of sneaky wins here, and they're going to get to 8-8 eight and eight because some of the teams they're playing, they're just simply better than. Yeah, and they're gonna get after the quarterback all year too. Like no, no off. Like no QB is gonna be like. It's not gonna be like three or four years ago when it was like, "Hey, we're playing the Jets, sweet." <laughs> like right. QBs are gonna be like, that, "Oh God, better ice up." <laughs> I'm gonna be playing right. the Jets. And you look at the games against Cleveland, Tennessee, Oakland, and Jacksonville, which are four probably four five or six worst teams in the league. Three of those games are at home. Oakland's the only road game. Yeah, and they play they they play at home against the the Redskins as well. Yeah, uh, all right. I think you talked me out of it. I think I think yeah. I'm gonna. I don't. I think I'm still gonna bet the under, but I think I'm gonna bet a lot less than I had than I was thinking about. Right. Yeah. That's right. not unreasonable. Yeah, make some solid points there. All right. So you like the over at minus one fifty for the Jets? I kind of yeah. like the under, but not as much as I did five minutes ago. Um, yeah. Let's, Let's talk the, about the AFC North. Yep, the North. Baltimore Ravens, 10-6 uh, last year. They uh, hired uh, Mark Tressman to be their new offensive coordinator, CFL stand-up. Uh, yeah. Drafted Bashard Perriman at a UFC. Released Torrey Smith. Released Jacoby Jones. I mean, that was kind of upsetting, but they'll always ha- have his awesome uh, dance in the Super Bowl after that kick return. Uh, they traded Haloli Nada to my Detroit Lions for a fourth and a fifth. Uh, they re-signed four set, three years, nine million. Uh, brought in Kyle Arrington, Kendrick Lewis, and Jimmy Smith, all on pretty decent deals. Smith's yep. on like a four-year, forty-eight million. Um, moves that they needed to make because um, that was what held Baltimore back last year was the fact that their secondary was so. That might dip- be the most injured unit in that the- I've ever seen while watching an NFL team. Yeah, that it's was seen that everyone they put out there was getting hurt. Yeah, they at, at a certain point, I'm fairly certain they just had a play cornerback night at uh, for their home games, and it was like the fans sitting in yeah. zero 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 one. You are playing cornerback today. And some um, some of those fans did okay. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it was just unbelievable. And and here's the other thing that's unbelievable is just how well this team drafts. It's just they oh, so don't crazy. screw up. Yeah, like every year they find good players in the draft and that's how you can trade a holy nada and that's how like because you have a timmy jernigan just sitting there yeah and or a brand and william Jordan, what happens to be uh chris canty a nice uh, a nice uh, piece for their defensive line as well trell suggs obviously remains being trell suggs trell suggs had a great quote last night the eagles were mad at trell suggs for uh uh hitting sam bradford low on the read option yeah after their preseason game. And Terrell Suggs' quote was something along the lines of, if you want your starting quarterback who's had two knee surgeries running read option during the preseason, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> touché. Touché, Terrell Suggs. Yeah, touché. Very, very much touché. But Terrell yeah. Suggs, I love him, but he's also the guy who, like, if... Oh, he plays dirty. There's no way around Oh, that. yeah, he plays dirty, but he's also the guy who, if... The situation was reversed, and say they were playing like against um, Indomitian Sue and Sue low bridged. I think the better example would be James Harrison, just because of the automatic trip yeah. between. True, them. yeah. So yeah. James Harrison, imagine if James Harrison low bridged Flacco. Sucks oh, yeah. to be the first Sucks guy. To be the guy like running up the sidelines trying to fight James Harrison. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. There's a uh, there's a lack of knowledge of what's good for the goose is good for the game. Yeah, still there's a dichotomy quote. with uh, with Terrell Suggs there. <laughs> um, still a good quote. The Baltimore Ravens, 
Uh, their numbers, nine wins. You can get both the over or the under at minus 115. I, I feel like they're having to bounce back here. I, I love the over. What do you think? Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, Jer- I think like they're obviously in the top five of the most well-run franchise in the league. They yes. might be second behind the Patriots. Yes. It's, uh, it's certainly in the, in the realm of possibility. That's accurate. I would have said a year ago the 49ers were in that group. Oh, uh, <laughs> we'll save that for that, because like, we can we go can for talk about that. Yeah, we, we can, can do an entire podcast on there on the Niners alone. No, oh. uh, Ravens' schedule is tough. Very, very tough. It is like maybe the toughest schedule in the league. Tough uh, them. Uh, someone in the AFC North has a toughest schedule in the league. They open at Denver. Uh, at the Raiders, obviously not a problem. Versus Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. The, the Browns games are the breather games. But they play the Cardinals, they play the Chargers, they play the Rams. Obviously, the entire NFC West, which means the Seahawks are part of this. Kansas City is part of this. The Dolphins are one of their uh, extra games within the AFC. The other one is um, – who's the other extra AFC team that they play here that they uh, wouldn't play otherwise? Someone from the AFC South, which is oh, – now all of a sudden I'm uh, having a hard time finding it. But they play someone else from – oh, sorry, it's it, – uh, Jacksonville, which is not the end of the world, but they have, they've got a tough schedule. Someone in the AFC North has a toughest schedule in the league. It might be Baltimore, and that's the one hesitance. But I still think I think they're the best team in that division. I think it's very clear they're the best team in that division. During the John Harbaugh era, Craig, yep, they have had less than nine wins only once. Wow, that was in 2013 when they finished eight and eight. So I I believe in the pedigree. I really like the moves that they made to improve their secondary, which, as we discussed, was decimated last year. And they found a way to succeed despite that. Yeah, and they still managed to succeed despite that. So I think with with all the moves that they've made, and I think you know what, also one year removed from the Ray Rice stink, which was a cloud that hung absolutely. over that franchise and absolutely weighed them down last year. Absolutely. And I remember that 2013 Ravens team that went eight and eight. I remember that team being remarkably unlucky. Yeah, they, like didn't they lose a couple of like stupid games to Pittsburgh where like Roethlisberger yeah. something insane at the end, and like uh, Antonio Brown like made. A didn't crit- they lose that dumb game against San Diego too? There was like there was a few games they lost they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the. Uh... Oh no! Didn't they beat San Diego stupidly? Oh yeah, yeah, they shouldn't have beat San Diego, but still, overall, they were yeah relatively unlucky. That was the one where Flacco made the stupid like. Uh, it's like third and 19 or whatever, and he checked it down, and nobody on the Chargers could make a tackle. Oh, yeah. God. Which, honestly, that might be the worst performance in a, in a single play in the history of the league. My God. Um, yeah. So we both like the over at nine wins for the Baltimore Ravens at uh, 115. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals last year finished 10-5-1 and because they had that stupid tie when they missed the field goal. Um. They signed Marvin Lewis to a one-year contract extension, so he's back around. He's going to be here at least through 2016, to which I say, really? (laughs) Yeah. Just, I don't know how much more evidence you need. Um, They drafted that kid whose last name I can't pronounce, that uh, tackle from Texas A&M who had really good numbers. They re-signed Ray Malaluga, which was a great uh, move, three years, 15 million. They brought in A.J. Hawk, (coughs) overrated. Uh, The exercise... Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick's third year. Um, here's an interesting little stat. Their wide receiver core, Craig. Yep. AJ Green, Muhammad Sanu, Marvin Jones, Brandon Tate. All of them are in contract years. Oh. All four of them. <laughs> contract. That years. feels like something you probably shouldn't let happen. Now, Green isn't going anywhere. Green's getting franchised. That was going to be my question. I was going to ask you if A.J. Green will be playing in a Bengals uniform next year. And oh, I think that he's going to get franchised no matter what happens. Yeah, that's probably – I agree. Uh, Bengals, eight and a half wins. Over is minus 115. Under is minus 155. Is this the year that things start going poorly enough for Andy Dalton that the, they start to lose games? Or are they good enough on defense and good enough at the skill positions on offense than that? I have no idea. Honestly, like the fact that the under is minus 155 makes me so nervous because it makes me think that Vegas knows something that I don't, which they always do. It's <laughs> yeah. like 155 on eight and a half wins for a team that habitually makes the playoffs and like like habitually wins 10 plus games. 
and makes the playoffs, but gets jettisoned in the first round to quarterbacks you've never heard of. I just, for it to be. It's again, it's a tough schedule situation with yeah. AFC North. So uh, I guess they think that like, cause you mentioned earlier that one of the teams in the, in the, in the AFC North has the toughest schedule in the league. I guess Vegas feels the Bengals are that team. They might. Um, cause yeah, they have the games against, uh, the two games against Cleveland, which everyone in the AFC North has. Uh, actually, Cleveland might have the toughest schedule in the AFC North because they don't have to play Cleveland. Uh, That's but, true. <laughs> yeah, but they have the game against the Raiders. But the rest of the schedule, Chargers, Ravens, Chiefs, Seahawks, Bills, Steelers, Texans, Cardinals, Steelers, 49ers, Broncos, Ravens. Like, there's not a lot of breather weeks in there. Man. That's a tough, tough, tough schedule. Yeah, jeez. I guess the, like... Uh... If you were to place a bet, the over is where the money is. But now that you mention it, I just – I don't love either one of these. The Bengals are, like – they're an absolute stay-away team to me. Because, I like, if, if you like the under based on everything you just said that, you know – The thing and, is, I like the under with the Bengals every damn year. Yeah. Just <laughs> and to, it's never the under. Yeah. So, the, you, yeah, you like the Bengals the same way I like the over with the Bucks every year. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like – it's just never even close, yeah. right? And it never actually happened. So, I, I don't know. I, I had the Bengals officially as a stay away. Um, not sure what you think. If you have to bet, like, gun to your head. I like the under just because of. You want to pay the 155. But, yeah. The yeah. under would be great if you weren't paying, like, so much juice on the under. So Yeah. I, just I know. Have... I'm just saying if you had to bet on one. Yeah. Uh, it would probably be the under. I need to the imagination. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe be the over. At least they, they get Seattle at home, so that's helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, well yeah. it's, I like the under, but I, I, I'm not in love with it by any stretch. Yeah, all right. So stay away from the Cleveland, yeah. uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Quick question, Craig. How many back games did the uh, Cleveland Browns win last year? Quick, 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 like quick, quick, quick. Six. Seven. Oh, wow. I know. Oh. Remember at this, at one point last year, the Cleveland Browns, these Cleveland Browns that every, the team, everybody yeah, dunks on. Place for a while. It's fun of, they were seven and four before they completely fell apart and lost every game after that. I totally forgot they were seven and four for a while. Yeah. Cause they started. That was cute. Yeah. They were like, I want to say three and one or four and one or something like that. Cause Hoyer came out. Um, I think they lost like their first game and, and it was like, oh, and badly. And then it was like, oh God, here goes Cleveland. And then all of a sudden Hoyer started, you know, making some plays and they won a few games. They won some games they shouldn't have though. That's also true. Yeah. Like that game against the Saints, I remember that was really dumb. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, the, that, that was, that was one of the most ridiculous games of the year. Didn't that game have like a stupid overtime ending too? Yeah. Was, a lot of dumb stuff happened. Oh, um, but, yeah, oh. they, they beat the Saints. They beat the Saints 26, 24. So that wasn't overtime, but there's like a missed or something. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Titans by one. And I remember that game being ridiculous as well. They had an impressive performance against Pittsburgh. They barely scraped by Tampa Bay. Yeah, that was the they one. Beat the, they beat the Bengals 24-3 on Thursday Night Football. That was on November 6th, and that was, like, the best game they played all year. Their defense mm. was crazy in that game. Yeah, the Pittsburgh. And they, uh, they scraped by Atlanta in the Georgia Dome, and then they stopped winning the rest of the season. Uh, there, were just, there were just some games in there that they probably didn't need to win or maybe shouldn't have won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan resigned as their offensive coordinator. They brought in John DeFilippo. Uh, their GM, hilariously, was suspended four games. Uh, but, you know, doesn't suspending brand management help the situation? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't look at the – it's not like the Patriots when they cheat and you're like, oh, look at all the stuff they got for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Farmer was uh, – he was suspended for, like, illegal game day texting. That was the day we right. all realized that was a thing, actually. Right. Um, yeah, game day texting was against the rules. Yeah, they brought in Josh McCowan to a three-year, $14 million contract, to which I say, um, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, did you not watch any Tampa Bay games last year? Like, did oh. you not realize that, wait a minute, like, Mike Glennon is significantly better than this guy? Like, significantly better? Oh, God. Mike Glennon's not particularly good? Um, oh, whatever. I did like their draft. They brought, uh, their, they brought in Danny Shelton, the defensive tackle from Washington, and I really like, even though he played for Florida State, uh, Cameron Irving, the center, I think he's that'll boost their their offensive line a little bit at least. Uh, they brought in Brian Hartline, uh, Tremont Williams. They also brought in uh, Dwayne Bow, Mr. Stonehands, who doesn't try very hard. Two years, twelve point five. Like there has never been like I've hated Dwayne Bow 
for so many years because like he's just he's so overrated and people loved him in fantasy for no reason. And the fact that he's on Cleveland now makes me so happy. There is no team that is more appropriate for Dwayne Bow than the Cleveland fucking Browns. Um, they re-signed here's, my. Here's a, Sorry, go ahead. Here's an over under for you for the Browns this year. Yeah. Over under game started by Johnny Manziel. Ooh, it's gonna be fun. What do you get? Three and a half. Three, Three and, and a half. half. Oh. Uh, I want to say over. I want to say over because I kind of want to say over that. Too. The NFL will be more fun if. Yeah, if, the NFL would be more fun if, 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 if we say it. over. Yeah. Um, they re-signed my favorite name in all of football, Ismaili Kitchen. Uh, one year, one point five. I realize that's Good not name. insane, but I, I absolutely love that name. Um, yeah. they traded for Andy Lee, uh, punter Andy Lee, uh, seventh, which doesn't sound significant, but is considering he's the best punter in the league, and he yeah. will be punting a lot for the Cleveland Browns. Hopefully he doesn't follow in the footsteps of Spencer Lanning and kicked in the face by Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That was, that was maybe the best moment of last year. That absolutely was. That was week one. That was like, like, yeah. that was like the first two. quarter of week one. Which... Yeah. And like, oh, wait a minute. The coolest thing that's going to happen all season just happened because Antonio Brown just went Luke Kang style on this punter. The, the, oh, man. The Steelers do that every year because remember back in like 2009 and like at the – End of the first half of week one, uh, Mike Tomlin had the greatest timeout of all time. Oh, that was so good. And it just showed you the difference between Mike Tomlin's capability. I don't know I'm reading too much into it, but yeah. the difference between Mike Tomlin's capability as a head coach versus Mike Smith's. Yeah. Whereas um, – Mike Smith was, like, frantically running down, like, the awkward white guy run with the frantic – Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, timeout, timeout, timeout. And yeah. Mike Tomlin's just sitting there with his arms crossed next to the ref. He's like – and he's wearing his aviators, and his even makes it even better. Yeah. Timeout. Yeah. Like, if so good. Those listening, Google Mike Tomlin timeout. It was the or like not Google it, the YouTube Mike Tomlin timeout. It's on there. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, so good. Um, uh, we'll talk about Mike Tomlin in a second, but yeah, the numbers on the Browns: six and a half wins over minus one hundred five, under minus one twenty five. Uh, it's just McCown won't be as good as Hoyer was for that brief flash last week. No, under. This is this is three and thirteen, four and twelve written all over it. Yep. Under. This is one of my silver star specials. The only thing that scares you is Johnny Manziel comes in and becomes college Johnny Manziel, but that's or becomes like Willie Beeman. Yeah, and that that... <laughs> that that honestly is the best comparison. But because I mean, like, uh, this is the receiving core: Dwayne Bow, Brian Hartline, and Hawkins. Like that's terrible, and they don't have George. I don't even know who they're who's catching the passes for them as in the tight end right now. They haven't. They, they they were close to week three of the preseason. They have no idea who their starting running back is going to be because none of Isaiah Crowell, Terrence West, or Duke, or Duke Johnson have grabbed bull by the horns there. Yeah, I think they should make it Duke Johnson. Though. I hope so too. Duke Johnson, the U. I loved him, right? so I, like uh, I want that. A they have a nice offensive line. That's the one good thing. Uh, Alex yeah. Mack and Joe Thomas are both among the best players in their positions. And they they drafted Cameron Irving, who I mentioned earlier. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they um, will be able to run the ball, I think. I think they'll be able to run the ball. I, I think ultimately uh, Isaiah Crowell wins that job, if if you ask me. Because, I think it's a reasonable bet. Yeah, because I, I think he's 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 just a straight north-south runner, and they're like, that's all we need. Just, you know, go. Duke Johnson, he's going to have flashes, and I think Terrence West is going to be the, the, the odd man out because I think they'll use Johnson in, like, certain packages. Uh, kind of, at the very least, over certain kicks. Yeah, he at the very least. Yeah, he's gonna be he, like I think it might serve them better to use him in like a Darren Sprolesy type role. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't think we need to talk about Cleveland anymore. Uh, six and a half. Take the under. Uh, I like the under. Yeah. Let's talk about Pittsburgh because this is one of the interesting ones. Yeah. Um, finished five, uh, 11 and five last year. Um, Dick LeBeau steps down after ten years of service. Let, let me just. Fantastic, got him. Hey, if you're a Steeler fan. The Dick LeBeau era was a good era. Oh God, it was. Yeah, like uh, that's, oh, I'm just I'm obviously applying. it looked like he was losing losing his grip on the game at the end. Yeah, and part of that was lack of talent. Yeah, it looked like still, it looked like he was uh, getting a bit old. What was the old Redskins uh, coach who hung on a little too long? Uh, Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs, thank you. Yeah, Gibbs held on a little too long when when the game kind of passed him by. Uh, they brought in Bud Dupree from Kentucky, the linebacker. Really like oh. him. Uh, re-upped Roethlisberger five years, 99. Brought in D'Angelo Williams, uh, two years, four million. They're only expecting two games out of him. Yeah. Uh, the big news for them, running back Livian Bell was suspended three games, but it got reduced to two. So he's going to be only gone for the first two games. Probably the best running back in the league right now. Yeah. 
Um, God, this receiving core. Oh, they're going to be so much, so much fun. Yeah. Antonio Brown, Marcus Wheaton, Martavius Bryant. Oh, God. <laughs> like, is there anyone who's top three that you like a whole lot better than that? I don't think that's out there. No. Maybe uh, Colts, maybe? Colts are good. Denver's good. Yeah. But, Colts, yeah, but it's, yeah, but the Steelers are right there is the point with, with yeah. those guys. Um, I guess the big question is just how do they adjust to life after Dick LeBeau? Um, their front seven is fantastic, but their secondary is. Uh, and I look at the front seven, and I don't see a whole lot of depth here, to be honest. Yeah. Um, if yeah they, they don't have depth. Problems, they do not have depth. Yeah. They've got if some they had depth. injury problems like they did last year, it's yes. maybe a concern. Uh, how much does James Harris have left in the tank? Who's to say? Uh, not Jarvis a lot, but who's going to tell him that? Certainly. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to podcast James Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell him. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis Jones doesn't look like the guy that he was in college when, they, when he was drafted or since he's been drafted. He's, he's had some issues as well, but I I look at this and I say that there's a chance that this defense is ranked 32nd EVOA by the time we're done. Yeah, I could like their second. Like that's not unreasonable. Their secondary is terrible right now. It's really bad. Their front seven, like we said, has no depth. They get a couple injuries. The, this team, the, the, uh, the Steelers and the Giants, are my two picks for the Madden teams, where they're just chucking the ball down the field. Scoring lots of points and getting a lot of points scored on them. Right. But, yeah. um, if you look at the schedule, it's uh, not easy. Uh, Patriots, which we may or may not have Tom Brady in week one. The 49ers, who are not going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be pushovers either. Uh, Rams, Ravens, Chargers, Cardinals, Chiefs, Bengals, Browns, Seahawks, Colts, Bengals, Broncos, Ravens, Browns. Um, that's that's not an easy schedule, as we talked about with the, with the AFC North this season. So they're good. they may have some issues where teams are chucking it on them, and it's not really like the the game where the they they, they play the Broncos, they play the Colts. Like they're going to play yeah. some teams want to chuck it, be, and they're going to be able to chuck it. We're going to be we're, we're I want I want us to remember what I say here because we we come up with great ideas to gamble on constantly, and then just forget about them mostly because we gamble way too much. But you know what are you going to do? Sure. Um, we, uh, we're going to take a look at the Steelers every week and see if we should be betting the over on <laughs> games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have a feeling it's going to like approach 2013 Saints territory. Yes. The 11 Saints territory where, oh, you want to bet the over on this game, do you? Well, it's 60. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just going to be dumb numbers. And, like, yeah, um, and we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, you, you may take the over, and maybe you'll be right, but you're going to, like, it's it's going to be a lot. Yeah, uh, so the numbers on them, eight and a half, you can get minus 115 for both sides. Um, I like the over if I'm picking one or the other. I think they'll score enough points. Oh, oh, I just read the schedule. Yeah, the schedule is a lot of points scored on them. But yeah, like, I got to believe the pedigree, right? Like, if I were to bet, the Steelers feel like a stay away to me because I, I just don't trust that defense and I don't want to sweat the Steelers for 16 games a year. Right. So, but gun to my head, I'd take, I'd take the over. Yeah, that's not unreasonable. Go with the pedigree. All right, we're going to stop it right there and put a little pin in it. Craig and I went a little long on this one, so we're going to end up splitting the AFC portion of our over-under preview into two parts. So what you just heard was the east and the north, and we're going to come back in part two with the south and the west in just a little bit. So look for part two in a little bit. Thank you.